This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. Every week on this show, we dive deep into an aspect of food in Malaysia, from speaking to chefs and restaurateurs about their restaurants, to exploring the origins of certain dishes, to geeking out over tasty discussions with food friends or experts. On this week's show, we'll be speaking with Christine Tan. She's a vegan recipe developer and content creator that has had breakout success over the pandemic, drawing people with her catchy videos on Instagram and TikTok under the handle Eat With Chris. You might have heard of her, but if you haven't, she's inspired many with her fresh takes on food and vegan versions of popular Malaysian dishes like curry puffs, kuehs, and even char siu. And today, to provide a little levity to the heavy episodes we've done in the past few weeks, we'll just be having a light-hearted chat with Christine. So, I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for joining us on this call and uh, hi, welcome on the show, Christine. Hi, June. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think before we go on, I should mention, right, you are actually like super young. You are probably our youngest guest we've had oh. on the show. You are oh, 17, you really? 18? I'm 17. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. You're so young. Wow, and what an honor. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're really doing like so well. So to start off, why don't you tell us about what you do and uh, a bit about who you are? Oh, okay. So like what June said, I am a vegan recipe developer and content creator. I create a lot of short form recipe video content on platforms like TikTok and now Instagram. I have a food blog um, called Eat With Chris. I go by the handle Eat With Chris. And that's the main thing that I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I graduated high school two years ago and I've been on a gap year. I've been on two gap years. Yeah. Because of, you know, the pandemic. Right, yeah. right, right. So how did this all start actually? How did you get into creating recipes and creating food content it's all because of the pandemic man oh wow (laughs) yeah because because of i i mean the plan i had for my gap year was to go out and work like gain some experience and i was very into other things like dancing at the time so i went for classes but because of the pandemic you can't go out so you just stay at home and then i went into cooking a lot of baking yeah so i think that's that's when it started my Instagram account started as like an outlet for me just to, I don't know, just to post about what I eat <laughs> during mm. pandemic, something like that. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. how long have you been vegan actually? Because all your recipes, all your content, mm-hmm. it, it is all vegan content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think I went vegan in June last year, June or July. So it's only been about a year. Yeah. Right, mm. right. So the Instagram and TikTok account came before you turned vegan yeah yeah no the instagram account came first yeah before i was vegan but at the time i was playing around with vegan recipes because i just found it very interesting Mm. and but only after i think a few months of that i decided that i would go vegan yeah right so what what triggered that shift though to veganism i think i think it wasn't 
an overnight thing. It was kind of a gradual decision. I think there was a point where I I didn't like thinking that, oh, I don't really want to eat meat, but I still ate it because I wasn't clear of like where I stood in that sense. So one day I was just like, I've been thinking about this for a while and so I'm going to just commit to it. And the reason is because of animal cruelty. I realized that we were eating animals and I just I just felt like I didn't want to do that. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think as growing up Malaysians, right, we eat so much meat, like our cuisine, whether it's yeah, like man. You know, Indian food, Chinese food, Malay food, like Malaysian food as a whole, like there's so much meat in it. So yeah. was it a hard decision for you? Because, you know, you grew up eating all these mm-hmm. meaty dishes and then suddenly you said one day like, oh, I'm going to turn vegan and, and just cut out meat entirely from then. Mm. Was it tough? Personally, I didn't feel that much resistance in me or like, oh, I, I want to eat meat. I mean, like, there's this dish that I like and there's meat inside, I cannot eat it. Of course, I feel sad, but I think I think my reason was strong enough. My convi- like, my reason for why I wanted to eat this, to live this way is was strong enough. So I didn't struggle that much on that point, but things like maybe being a bit more troublesome, having to find food or how to eat with my parents, that kind of thing. Those, I think those social, um, the, show, the social part of it was a lot more difficult, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And But the thing is, right, I think one thing that is so impressive about you and your recipes is like, there are so many things that you post, the uh, recipes that you create <laughs> that are just like, oh, you wouldn't think of turning this into a a vegan dish, right? <laughs> and they all look so good. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, can you tell us about a few of your, uh, maybe your favorite recipes to get people like salivating a bit on, uh, on the <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, deep fried food is like the best, whether it's vegan or not, you know, it's so good. And I really, I actually really enjoy doing Malaysian street food. Like things like, I feel like there are actually some Malaysian foods that are naturally vegan I like recently did a Quake Korea one I haven't posted it yet but you'll ah. see it soon yeah Quake Korea do you know what that is? You yeah know, right? it's like the yeah 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 like a donut the, thing right? yeah the super potato donut it's so good yeah I saw you recently did like a what was it like a rice paper wrap tofu oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was so good yeah yeah, yeah that was so good yeah, I totally yeah. unexpected because yeah. it's like I it wrap- turns crispy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It actually gets yeah. really crispy. I basically wrapped the tofu in rice paper and then like deep fried it. So good. Yeah. Uh, so so is the trick is a trick to uh, nice vegan food deep frying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, yeah. Some people say vegan food is healthy. It's not. It, that isn't really true. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think there is definitely this misconception that mm-hmm. vegan food. Is healthy. No matter how you do it. Yeah, it, yeah. Or, yeah, it's healthy, but also like maybe it won't taste as good as like uh, a meat-based yeah, dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's say you talk about like rendang or like nasi uh-huh. If you take out the, the, meat the meat or the yeah or the ikan bilis in there, it's like, oh, then people will feel like something is missing. But the uh-huh. way that you approach vegan food, it's all about like, it seems like there's a lot of like experimentation and mm-hmm. just like trying out new techniques, new combinations of flavors mm-hmm. and... Yeah, it's just like, do, do you feel like you are appealing to people who are non-vegans? And, and have you heard from your followers or your audience that, mm-hmm. you know, they are tempted to try these recipes even though 
they're not a fan of vegan food. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually do get a lot of comments like that. Like, oh, I'm not vegan, but I'm still here for the food because it looks so good. Uh. And, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know whether they've, some of them have tried. Some of them are just there to like, just look at the food because it looks good. But yeah, I think quite a lot of my audience is actually not vegan because I really want to also, in a way, cater to the Malaysian audience because I feel like veganism in Malaysia is getting more and more like, well-known but it's still not really known and like a lot of people have those kind of misconceptions as you said like it's not as nice or like you know if you take out the ikan bilis then it's like or you take out the dried shrimp especially in chinese cooking it's like Mm. oh not nice already you know that kind of thing (laughs) yeah Mm. so do you have any i guess like tips for let's say for like a chinese like stir fry Uh or any chinese dish you know that uses shrimp or Uh even like those dried scallops like do you have any quick alternatives or substitutes that are vegan Mm, i feel i feel like to me cooking is also a lot about the seasoning a lot of times i feel like we under season stuff so it doesn't taste good it doesn't taste like anything at all so i think i love using like like soya sauce there's vegetarian oyster sauce but i think in my experience of replacing things that have like the dried shrimp kind of umami deep depth of flavor you know how they say i think dried shiitake mushroom i always use that oh dried shiitake mushroom and i've also recently been playing around with like tauchu because tauchu actually has a very like strong like kind of like it's almost a bit pungent not really pungent but like mm. it has a very strong flavor so you like just fermented right yeah, yeah 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 so you just use a it's kind of like miso a lot of mm. vegan recipes will call for miso but tauchu is like way stronger miso is i think a lot milder yeah yeah and then I kind of like, I like adding, I like adding like toy bowl. Like I think it's the pickled ah, radish. Ah, it's like the, oh, they call it, yeah, toy bowl or like yeah, Thai bowl, is it? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I never actually, yeah. So I've been using miso a lot in uh-huh. a lot of dishes that I make. Like whether it's mm-hmm. like even in pasta or in like cookies. Mm-hmm. And they actually add like so much depth in it, right? Yeah. But I never thought of using tauchu. Tauchu, right. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah, because... A lot of Malaysians, I don't think they have miso. Like miso is a Japanese product. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to places like Jaya Grocer, which are like, I mean, those more expensive supermarkets. So yeah, but Taochu, the thing is, yeah, Taochu is very strong. So like, you sh- yeah, have Use to be a bit sparingly. careful. La. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. So out of all the recipes that you've done, which ones, uh, were, were there any ones that were particularly challenging or you had like difficulties with? I think dishes that are very, like, very meat-heavy or, like, very milk-heavy because they rely on a lot of that for flavor. I remember a long time ago, I tried veganizing gulab jamun. Have you ever, ah. do you know what that is? Yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's the, the Indian, Indian dessert, right? Yeah, and it was so difficult. It took me so long. It took me so long to veganize it because it, I think gulab jamun is basically, like, milk solids. Like, a lot of milk, basically. So yeah, it took me very long to veganize it. But that that was a while ago. Mm. Yeah, that was a while ago. So in the end, what was your solution or, or what do you do to your vegan um, gulab jamun? I, I used a mix of sweet potato and I, I, I tried like a variety of starches ah. in different amounts to get the right texture and everything like that. Yeah, so it's basically, I think the main ingredient was sweet potato. Yeah. Before we continue our conversation, we are going to take a quick break. 
Stay with us. You're listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Breaking Bread. Let's pick up where we left off. I've been speaking with Christine Tan, who's a vegan recipe developer and content creator. We've been talking about Christine's foray into vegan food, and we're just continuing our conversation. So actually, you've done so many recipes across the board, right? What inspires you to try out and come up with new recipes? Like, what's your process like? I think... Certain recipes, I want to veganize because they're iconic. Things like wonton mean. But also, sometimes I want to veganize them because I, I, I myself want to eat wonton mean, you know. I want to eat pan <laughs> mean, you know, all these foods that I grew up eating. And yeah, I guess my process is I would actually do research on the original recipe because I feel like a lot of times the methods and the tips are applicable to vegan cooking or non-vegan cooking. And then... I'll just gather from different sources. I watch a lot of videos and things like that. And then I will like kind of gather everything together and then I will start to experiment and play around in my own kitchen, the different methods and which one I like better, which one, yeah, which one tastes better. Trying sometimes I try different ingredients like mushrooms or tofu. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's really mm. encouraging and like impressive to hear that, you know, you already have such intuition and such like drive to to create all these things at (laughs) such a young age as well and I think like with veganism becoming such a growing movement in Malaysia it needs like people like you to you know drive it almost (laughs) and I I think in the past year like you've only done this for like a year and a bit Um, yeah yeah yeah, and and within that year like you've grown so much in your Mm -hmm. channel on your Instagram your TikTok did you expect that level of growth or or what was your initial plan or initial goal with releasing all, all those uh, recipe videos uh when i think when i first started out i didn't have any intention to like do these kind of things i didn't even intend on creating my own recipes i just wanted to make other people's recipes but i found myself playing around tweaking it making it like like suitable for me or like to my taste in a way and then i started doing Malaysian food and I think there are a lot of like western vegan recipes but I feel like there are only a handful of vegan Malaysians that I know Mm. so I kind of wanted to um, focus on Malaysian food and basically the food that I'm familiar with and grew up eating yeah and then for my recipe videos of course, I guess I always wanted people to see and watch and yeah, people to try my recipes. But I didn't have like a number. Yeah. I feel like as long as I am producing that recipe content and people are watching and I enjoy what I'm doing, then I feel like I'm happy doing that. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think that's a, a really good place that you're you're coming from. Like it's first and foremost is like for your personal enjoyment, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not always like that. Sometimes I do get caught up. Uh-huh. Because, you know, like, social media is so... <laughs> like, the views and everything. Yeah, but I, I try to always remember, like, bring myself back. Lah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Props to you for, for such a, <laughs> I guess, like, mature 
thinking as well. Mm. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you're in your gap year right now, so what are your plans for the coming months or, or the coming years? Like, do you intend to pursue more education, and and how does this mm -hmm. your your how how does your cooking content like fit into that? that? Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to college because I think college is not just the education, but also just the experience of being there and meeting people. And I think through it with Chris, I've like developed a very like I've developed an interest in food and how how things work because I I want to understand better why certain ingredients go together or why certain methods are used. So I have plans to study um, food science and biotechnology. So that's like for my studies lah. And as for it with Chris, I don't know how I'm going to manage um, studying and creating content at the same time because now like I spend literally my whole day doing things like for it with Chris. So I, I feel like I have to figure that out lah. That there definitely has to be like some changes. But yeah, I, I hope to be able to keep both of them up lah. I think they will both help each other. They both kind of, yeah, they both kind of help each other eat with Chris and if I study that, yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, if you're going into food science, biotech, it definitely will will, mm. will come in useful, come in handy, and kind of yeah. go hand in hand. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you're you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, speaking, like I I think I first found out about you maybe a few months ago only. Actually, maybe like three three months ago around huh? there, three four, oh, three months four months. Ago? Or has it been longer? Maybe maybe half a I year. Feel like it's been, yeah, I feel like it's been longer. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I maybe didn't start following you first. I started following you first, right? I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you actually reached out to me, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Because I, I looked through your blog and I was like, man, like I like I really love your writing. Oh my gosh. And, and please look at, look at you now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I was wondering, yeah, the reason I bring that up is because like the, it feels like the, the food writing or food blogging community in Malaysia or, or rather like food content creating co mm -hmm. community in Malaysia seems like very small, right? Um, do you feel, yeah, what, what has your experience been around that? Have, have you made a lot of friends, got to know a lot of other people within mm -hmm. uh, Malaysia through your channels? I feel like the good thing about, in, in terms of like vegan food content creators, like the good thing about there being a few of us is that we know each other and then we will support each other. Mm. And I think most of us, we know each other, like the same people and we follow every, you know, <laughs> we follow each other on social media. And I have met up with some of them before. I mean, when the pandemic wasn't that serious. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's, that's really, really cool. But I think when I started on TikTok, um, there are actually quite a lot of like food content creators, people who do recipes, but perhaps they don't have blogs. Yeah, I feel like a lot of changes can happen. Like I think a few years ago, we didn't even have TikTok, you know? And then now TikTok is here and it's so huge. So I feel like as time goes, things will come up, things will go away and we'll just have to adapt with it. But I always hope to continue to do what I'm doing. Yeah, and and Chris, I think you are like inspiring a lot of people out there if, if i may say so myself because even like my friends right they are like oh they're using your recipes and seeing oh, your really? vegan stuff yeah and they're like oh i want to try this like my sister was the one who showed me your channel first and also oh. after that your crispy uh rice paper oh. one 
And she's like, oh, I want to make this. And I think she's going to make it like next weekend or something. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for uh, putting your content out there. And thanks so much for, for inspiring all of us, especially during this uh, tough pandemic we're, mm-hmm. we're in. And hopefully a lot more people will, will try out uh, your recipes as well. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. That is all for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or on the BFM app. And if you're hungry for more food news and fun recipes, you can keep up to date with me on Instagram. I'm at Jun and Tonic. That's J-U-N dot A-N-D dot T-O-N-I-C. This is Jun signing off. You've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.